It's nice to see everyone. We just finished our Good Friday service here in the church, and normally we'd be setting up for our children's services on Good Friday afternoon, where we walk through the last week of Jesus's life, all the way from Palm Sunday when he comes into the city in glory, all the way to his death on the cross. And so all the clergy wanted to be together with you, even though we can't be in the same room right now, to retell that story and remember the great acts of love by which God has saved us in Jesus. We start downstairs in the primary room, and I'm always dressed in this cassock, but we're down there and there are lots of palms on the table, and so I spend some of the time making some palm crosses to give to some of you who are very young, but also teaching those of you who aren't so young how to make them. And it's one of my favorite parts of the whole year. So we're down there and we're making palm crosses. And Miss Vicki is also teaching us a song for us to sing all through our Good Friday service with you. And it goes to the tune of We Are Climbing Jacob's Ladder. Your mom or dad might know that, or you might know that too. But the song is We Are On The Way With Jesus. We are on the way with Jesus. We are on the way with Jesus, children of the cross. We are on the way with Jesus. We are on the way with Jesus. We are on the way with Jesus, children of the cross. And suddenly, while we're singing and making palm crosses, a woman bursts into the room and says, I've just seen Jesus. I've just seen Jesus. Come, come with me. I think I know where we can find him. And we make our way upstairs with our palm branches or our palm crosses and singing as we go into Sunderland Hall. And there are big palm branches and they're all over the floor and we all have ours. And so we wave them and we shout, Hosanna, 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 Jesus. And then Jesus comes around the corner and comes into the room. And he's going towards the gate of Jerusalem, but as he passes between us, he always smiles. He knows we're there and he knows that we love him as we shout Hosanna. And then the woman who's been helping us says, quick, follow me. I know where, they're where he's going. And I think I know a shortcut, follow me. And so we follow and we sing and we make our way down into Coburn Hall. But when we come into Coburn Hall where we have Thursdays at St. James, it doesn't look the way it usually looks. All the tables that we usually share our dinner on after Thursdays for families are gone, except we're told that we're there to share a special meal. We're all gonna sit in a big circle and remember the meal that Jesus shared with his friends, what we often call the Last Supper. Many of you probably have Jewish friends and, and folks that you know, and they've told you about celebrating Passover with their families. That's the meal that Jesus is celebrating, a Passover Seder. So we sit around and Jesus says a traditional blessing over the bread. He takes the bread and blesses it and breaks it and shares it among his friends. And in this gesture of sharing and feeding all of us, we see the same meal that we all share together on Sundays. We see the way 
that we break the bread and share it and remember Jesus giving his body for us when we celebrate communion on Sunday mornings. So we share that special meal together. But before they share that meal, uh, I forgot that Jesus wants to get everybody sort of cleaned up for dinner. And so <laughs> I had forgotten, uh, just like we're all washing our hands a lot right now and making sure that we're all cleaned up and ready uh, to safely eat together, Jesus uh, decided to show his friends how much he loves them by helping them clean up. Just like your mom or, or your dad or someone you love helps you clean up, uh, Jesus goes around the table with his friends and washes their feet. All of them wore sandals everywhere and it was all really dusty and dirty. So when they came into the house, they need to wash their feet. And so Jesus goes around and washes all of his disciples' feet. He wants them to know just how much he loves them and how close he feels to them. So he washes their feet. And you know, it's that kind of love that Jesus has been showing that is attracting a big crowd. A lot of people are following his way of love. And some of the kings and the governors, they're saying, wait a minute, I'm the king, I'm the governor. Who is this Jesus person? But people are following him. People are drawn to him and his message of love, and they want to be his friends. The last couple of years, I've been a soldier downstairs, and I come busting out of the closet, and I blow a whistle, and I have a sword, and I'm gonna miss doing that this year. But we come out, I'm a soldier working for some of those kings and those governors who are afraid of Jesus's way of love, that they're losing their power to this guy. So I come out of the closet with my whistle and break into your meal and we arrest Jesus and we take him upstairs into the church. You might remember that. And then we go to the back of the church and standing up on a balcony is Pontius Pilate. Played by Ryan. <laughs> One of my favorite hours of the year, playing Pontius Pilate, who's the governor of Judea. He's a Roman governor running this small country far away from Rome, but he's working on behalf of the emperor in Rome to make sure that everything's peaceful. And he doesn't like all this disruption, but he's kind of too busy. One of my favorite lines is, I don't have time for this, I'm the governor. And he doesn't want to have to deal with this problem. So he has a little back and forth with Jesus, and he basically says, what is all this about? What is truth? I don't need to be involved. I wash my hands up. And so he pours water on his hands, and I always get to fling water over the balcony onto you, so you feel that water. And it's a way of him saying, I don't care. You do whatever you want to with this Jesus. And then as the soldiers, we take Jesus from the back of the church with Pilate up to the front of the church and standing where we usually read from the Bible, we have two figures that Jesus comes before. One is a king and the other is the chief priest. And they never really agree on anything together, but they, in this moment, they agree. Be done with this person, Jesus. He's causing trouble. His message of love is uniting all kinds of people He's a troublemaker, send him away. So we go back down the stairs with the soldiers, we take him downstairs and we put a purple robe on him. We put this purple robe and we, we mock him, we make fun of him. Like, oh, you think you're a king? Fit to wear royal clothing? And we put that on him, we make a crown. 
but not a crown with gold, but a crown of thorns. So we're making fun of him and mocking him along the way. And Jesus, we have him carry his own cross, which is very heavy. And we're making fun of him as he stumbles along. And we say, oh, do you need some help? Maybe this person can help you carry the cross. That's right. They've dressed him up like a king and they're making fun of him because he doesn't look very much like a king. At this point, Jesus is really scared. He's really tired. He's been carrying this big wooden cross as we've dragged him all over the church. They dragged him all over the town and everybody's making fun of him. And the soldiers realize Jesus isn't even gonna make it carrying this cross anymore. So they pull somebody out of the crowd, an innocent bystander who was watching all this commotion. This man named Simon from, Simon from a place called Cyrene. Simon of Cyrene, they pull him out of the crowd and they say, hey, you guy, now you carry this cross. So Jesus is sort of limping along, he's been hurt, and Simon helps Jesus carry his cross. But then we realize, because we're down in Donegan Hallway and we see all this, and we realize we can help too. And that's when so many of you come along behind Jesus and help lift up the back part of the cross so that it doesn't weigh so heavily on him. And together we all make our way out of Donegan Hall and up through the reception area and out onto the street on Madison Avenue. And we've done that some days when it's a beautiful sunny day and we've done that some days when it's starting to rain. But we do that every time and we walk with Jesus in through the doors of the church until we look down the aisle and we see this platform, which we've transformed into a hill. And Jesus comes and he puts the cross right there on the hillside. And then Jesus, who is our parishioner, who is helping us see Jesus by what he does, he leaves. But we are staying and watching. And as we come in, we are still singing. We are on the way with Jesus. We are on the way with Jesus. We are on the way with Jesus, children of the cross. We have here some of the symbols of pieces of this story that members of our youth group then bring up one by one to help remind us of what happens next. So we have first these very large nails that were used to nail Jesus to the cross. Nails that would have gone through his wrist and through his, his ankle. Nails that would have been terribly, terribly painful for Jesus as he's hung up on the cross. And above Jesus's head at the very top of the cross would have been this sign, Pilate, got his way in the end and had the trouble put aside by having Jesus put to death. And he made this sign to not just make fun of Jesus, but to make fun of everyone who was squabbling about this. And he said, this is the King of the Jews, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. And he puts it in three different languages so that everyone who was going by would be able to read it because Jesus was crucified just outside one of the main entrances into the city. So people would have gone by, and as they went by, they would have been scared because they would have known that you don't mess with 
Pilate or with Herod or with Caiaphas or anyone in charge because it might get you in trouble. So it says in Latin and in Greek and in Hebrew, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. The soldiers who were there keeping watch over Jesus make fun of him just as they had down, uh, downstairs before. And they realize that there are things of Jesus's that they might like, like his clothes, his tunic. And so they roll dice. And we always have one of the members of the youth group who roll dice and you hear them on the marble floor. And whoever wins the dice game gets Jesus's cloak. And then as Jesus hangs on that cross for all those hours, he's there for three hours from noon until three o'clock in the afternoon, he gets very thirsty. And so they take a sponge and they dip it in vinegar wine and put it on a branch of hyssop and hold it up to his lips so that he can have something to drink. Then they hear Jesus cry out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But some people in the crowd think that he's calling for Elijah and want to wait and see if Elijah, one of the great prophets of Israel, who was supposed to come right before the Messiah, will appear. Then Jesus breathes his last and dies on the cross. We turn the lights down very low to help us all focus on that very sad moment in the story. And then one person up in the balcony sings that great spiritual, were you there when they crucified my Lord? And we all sit in silence while we hear that song and imagine what it would have been like to be there and to see this Jesus whom we love and love and who so loves us suffering and then dying. So we thought we might sing, Were You There? And uh, then end, as we always do, with the Lord's Prayer, remembering that prayer that Jesus taught us to say in happy days and in scary days, to remind us that in every day, Jesus is with us. Were you Trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. But before we go, as it's dark, as we've heard that song and said that prayer, one candle lit in the dark room comes from the back of the room all the way up the center aisle and is placed by the cross to remind us that because Jesus is God and God's love on earth, that light can never go out forever. And we remember the promise of Easter, that that light shines in the darkness and darkness never overcomes it. So we'll look forward to seeing you on Easter Day as we celebrate Jesus' resurrection from the dead. God bless you.